Hey, everybody. Welcome to Podcasting for Humans. Honest conversations about podcasting problems. Every week, I have on a different podcaster to tell me about their podcasting problem, struggle, or doubt, bring that to the table, and then we process it together. I'm Richard Clark. I'm the owner of Area Code Audio, a podcasting agency that helps people, organizations, and brands build trust and loyalty through the medium of podcasting. And my guest today is Matthew Bliss. Matthew is a skilled classroom trainer and a freelance podcast producer and engineer. Welcome, Matthew. Thank you. It's great to be on the show. Yeah, you are also the host of a podcast that you've been making and hosting regularly. Do you want to tell us a little bit about that podcast? Yeah, well, regular is very generous. Uh, I've actually just okay. relaunched it after a six-month hiatus. But yeah. the podcast I host is called Dead Drop Game News, previously called The Dead Drop. And it's a video game news show where maybe a couple of times a week, two or three times a week, I spend five to ten minutes covering the video game news that might be relevant to anyone listening. Mm -hmm. And the goal of the podcast is mostly to eliminate the fluff for people that want to find out the actual information within the games industry and pick out all the stuff that you don't really need to know. Mostly in video games media, there's a lot of articles that talk about a lot of things, uh -huh. but a lot of it is repetitive and... Yeah. You'll find that in some stories, there'll be a paragraph that tells you everything you need to know, and then six paragraphs of stuff that's rehashing the story as it's been unfolding in the week or months prior. So right. for me, the primary goal of this podcast is to inform the listener for what they should know for their video game conversations they have out and about town. Yeah. And the second is to educate some media literacy around video games so that people actually know what's going on, what to unpick from the information they see, and what would be misinformation or duplicated and completely unnecessary. So what do you love the most about doing that show? The thing that I enjoy the most is knowing that I'm doing something that other people aren't really doing. Because yeah. I did a lot of research before I started this podcast. And I know that it's a very common trope in the video games podcast I guess, scene to get mm -hmm. two or three of your mates together and talk about video games once a week for three hours. And everyone's got an opinion to share. It's a very easy format to do because you sit down in a virtual yep. session for three hours and you just share your opinions. And yes. some people can do that in a very entertaining way. Some people just feel like it's a build it and they will come kind of thing. I, right. I like doing something a bit different, but, uh, Prior to doing this podcast, I've also been on plenty of shows that are that format. And in the discussions, I found that I retained a lot of news information that uh, mm. that I'd read preparing for those episodes. And I'd make mm -hmm. connections to ideas across six months or eight months that I didn't really expect to. And I had the information in my head anyway, so I figured might as well make a show that I enjoy and uh, use knowledge that I already have and can just kind of build on over time that yeah, in addition cool. to being a podcast editor and wanting to practice creating a show on my own voice with different equipment and microphones and stuff it it allowed me to get my editing up to snuff as well nice so what's on your mind today that you wanted to discuss about that show so you'd expect a 
three times a week, five to 10 minute recording to be incredibly easy. Like you just sit down, yeah. you just say a bunch of stuff, put it out there. People want to read about game news. They want to hear about it. So they'll just click in and listen for 10 minutes. And like, it's only 10 minutes of their day, right? It's taken, <laughs> yeah. taken quite a long time to grow. It's yeah. for the 70 plus episodes that I did. I grew it from 10 to 15 downloads an episode all the way up to like 47 an episode. And now on the relaunch, I'm back to about 30 downloads per episode, which is great. But yeah. I do know that the show's format skates in kind of a strategic place. You know, people yeah. like to create short podcasts because they're shorter to make. And, uh, you know, it's easy to consume. People will give you a download even if they never listen to it. It's a small format, so it doesn't take much data to add to a, to a device. So that's mm -hmm. ticking a strategic box, number one. Yeah. Strategic box number two. People don't want to sit down for 30 minutes, three hours to hear six news articles. So that's strategic box number two. It's giving them uh -huh. the news efficiently and exactly what they need. Right. Strategic box number three is that if I guest on other shows and connect with a broader gaming community, that's an easy way to gather audience for a show that's very small time investment and could even be homework for coming to other shows because it'll be the stories that everybody else talks about it, but I get to it quicker because I can mm -hmm. do a new show turned around in like a day after an article comes out. Yeah. But shows that are covering it for three hours, they'll do it once a week and usually have to wait for a weekend. So this is a confluence of things that should angle it up for success, but it's still not hitting that zone that I really want it to. And I've got a yeah. very strong network of like culture, video game podcasts that I hook in with. They've got strong audiences. I'm just not seeing the numbers I want, but more importantly uh -huh. for me, I want to make sure the format of the show is something that people actually want. Now, I know where we're leaning at the moment. It sounds like we're about to have a discussion about how to get more listeners, but I very much don't <laughs> want it to be that. I want it to be, yeah. uh, especially as a video game podcaster and probably consumer as well. Right. Uh, I'd like to know whether the structure of this show is something that appeals to you as a listener that from your experience uh -huh. should be something that I target. If there's anything on top of that, that I should be doing instead or as well as it, uh -huh. and whether me having a workflow that I've cut down to at this stage, probably two hours, two and a half hours to turn around an episode. And that's scripting, recording, editing, and creating some promo verticals for the gram and you know, TikTok and all those things. Yeah. But there, there could be a misbalance of me optimizing my workflow to the point where I'm not creating a show format that really does the trick, you know? I sort of affirm your three strategic things. Like, I think you accomplish what you've set off to do, right? Like, which is create a podcast that gets, cuts through the noise, that makes it very clear, like, this is what's happening and sort of accomplishes that. I think one of the things that I would wonder is whether that felt need is there. 
So there's news readers in general, and then video game enthusiasts as well. I think that there's something about like the the low stakes of video game news that clickbait just doesn't bother people very much. Like it's actually like kind of fun for me sometimes when I'm looking mm-hmm. at video game news. It's literally because I don't know what else to do with my life. <laughs> like I'm kind of bored, oh, and I'm like, <laughs> is there something? Is there something like interesting out there that's going to entertain me for a minute? Clickbait is one thing. I think that's bad. But like some of the some of the fluff is like actually entertaining to people the the other thing i would say is like i was thinking about the new york times and the way that they've done podcasting and when they started the daily i think we all had an idea of what the daily was going to be which was here's what you need to know today that's actually the very last part of the podcast um michael barbaro says that at the very end and it lasts a minute at most And I think the reason that they did that is because they were thinking, what can we accomplish here that we can't accomplish with text? And that is a question I'm always asking about podcasting. And I think like I know the answer to that question for this. I'm not sure it's like super evident to the listener, you know. Um, I don't know. What are your thoughts Mm -hmm. about those two things? Those sound like criticisms, but they're really – it's more about what you're up against, right? As you like, you have a clear vision and you have a clear reason for what you're doing. But I'm curious, like, have you thought about those things and, and what it, what are your thoughts around that? So the, the one thing that I haven't thought about that you mentioned there is the idea that, which, which really does cut the podcast at the knees a little bit, is that people prioritize their understanding of game news and getting that filtered down and distilled to something that gives them the information and that's it yeah like there are there are subjects out there where people want that and they don't want the fluff but as you say you're going to game news sometimes for the entertainment which is sometimes interesting the the impulse i'm having right now is to tell you go one way or the other in terms of like you go all in on the entertainment thing somehow, and I don't know what would that, I don't have any clue of what that would look like, or you you shorten it dramatically even more. Um, and and that is like almost like this is that part of the daily. <laughs> it's yeah. the one to two minute, yeah. like just absolute blatant feed drop, and there it is. Because even as I'm listening, I'm switching over to show notes, and I'm seeing the headlines right there and i'm seeing links to read more if i want to and there's almost a feeling of like by by the time i'm done within two minutes um and you're you're still telling me about the things you know what i mean so you're actually scrolling the show notes like reading what i'm talking about but you're speed reading it faster than i can tell you about it and you giving me that choice is awesome and in fact is like a really interesting sort of unique approach to this where my po- it actually turns my podcast app into something different in that moment. Like I, my podcast app is now a news app based on my mon- momentary need. If I'm in the car or walking around doing laundry, whatever I can like, if I'm at a stoplight, I might swipe over and just read and be done. But if I'm driving, I can like listen. And I actually did both of those things. Like I actually, I think for the first episode I listened to, it was the second thing. And then the second episode I listened to was the first thing, right? Where I was like, okay, I'm kind of, I didn't stop listening, but I did like 
um, honestly, because I wanted to know what I was talking about as I was talking to you. But like, yeah, I probably would have been done in that moment. That's not me giving you criticism. That's me saying that's efficient. <laughs> you know, yeah. like that is an efficient yeah. way. And the key is like framing yourself as like an excellent curator of news. If you could play up the efficiency, the no nonsense nature of it, those kinds of things, like that could be something that like really draws people in. Um, mm. So rather than to, sort of trying to split the difference between the quote yeah. unquote fluff and and entertainment, I, I I think fluff is fluff versus entertainment. That's eye of the beholder stuff. We don't want to go into lying or misrepresenting the truth. No one likes that. No one's into that. It just works sometimes. But I think there's a way to play up the real unique thing about it. I don't know. Does that resonate with you at all? It does. And it leads into the second thing I was going to bring up with, with everything you mentioned before that yeah. I have considered making this podcast a newsletter. And mm. when I was going to come back to it, it was primarily going to be a newsletter that was also a podcast if you wanted it. And huh. there's, I've had a lot of feedback and I'm hoping it's showing through in the recording, but that I have a voice that people are are comfortable just sitting there and listening to. So if you're scrolling away on the show notes and I didn't tell you to do that in the, the podcast itself, that tells me that maybe something I should explore is getting a newsletter version of the podcast available, maybe with what I put yeah. in the show notes. And then I've got a better way to track my audience as well and maybe yeah. target them a bit better with podcast releases and stuff. And, you know, if they want yeah. to sit back and, you know, relax on, on their Monday morning and hear something calming and someone telling you that everything's just going to be all right. And also <laughs> Activision Blizzard has just sold themselves to a corporate giant, you know, <laughs> that kind of thing. Everything's going to be all right. And also the conglomerates on us now. Yeah. And also Tony Hawk performed Superman with Goldfinger. Yeah. It, it makes me think of like something I'm going through a little bit with podcasting for humans, which is that I have a, a what I feel is a pretty successful newsletter right now. I have a sizable enough audience and a really good open rate. And I'm very happy with that. The podcast for humans, the podcast, probably because it's new and the investment level is a bit higher for podcasting in general, like it's mm -hmm. harder to grow. And one of the sort of things that I've had to do is just remind myself over and over again, literally every week, like this is the same product. Like it is not that you're promoting the podcast with the newsletter. People are coming to the newsletter to get the same information. Now, as a podcast, and I'm sure you understand this, as a podcaster, that kills me a little bit. It sort of hurts my soul. And I'm sure like me yeah. telling you I'm reading the show notes and getting what I need is also a little bit painful, but it is, it is a balance where you have to think through like, okay, we've got to give people options. And there's that classic thing where like the designer, the developer, the creator is often setting boundaries or limitations that the audience just doesn't want. And, and in fact, the audience is asking for allowances and ways to consume your thing that you have to be willing to give them. And you've done that already mm -hmm. with the show notes, right? Like you have, you have obviously made a conscious choice. I'm going to put all of this information and the links 
right here in the show notes. To me, that tells me you're sort of ready <laughs> to think maybe there are other ways people want to consume this and giving them that option is really effective. So for me, like what I do with Podcasting for Humans is sort of summarize some key findings. I've ex I'm still experimenting. Like I had mm -hmm. a, a couple where I would say like, I did the podcast and here's what we learned, which feels bad to me because it's like giving it away without them having to listen. But then that begs the question, am I really like requiring them to pay that cost of listening in order to get that information? What are they yeah. really getting out of the podcast? It's something else, you know, it's not just information. Yeah, I agree. Like as, as a podcast editor, like I completely feel that you put the effort into the craft of the podcast and yeah, it's so easy once you get started to think of podcasting as everything. And I'm seeing that in a lot yeah. of places at the moment with YouTube coming up as a, a new podcast platform. People are, mm -hmm. but w when you put that investment in, you want it to be the product and you say that's the product and you want to funnel everyone there at the exclusion of everything else. Yeah. But of course, right. meeting people where they are is where you're going to get the most bang for your buck. So I, I see where you're coming right. from there. Yeah. And I, I will just say like pra really practically, Substack is a great platform for what you're talking about because they have really nice, seamless, built-in podcasting capabilities that like get, they do this. They literally will transcribe it all really nicely and seamlessly, make it look nice and like... I haven't done it for a number of like really specific pl practical reasons, but, um, and I think like as a podcast host, it's a little bit substandard, but mm. it combines those two things really nicely. The, the newsletter podcast thing. So that if someone were going to say, I'm going to do something that's sort of half and half, I would probably point them to that. So that's something to look into. Maybe you already have, but it's interesting. And I'm really supportive and excited about anyone who's making a podcast that's not a bunch of guys talking about video games I know, right? because that is like, yeah. it is a trope at this point it is very easy to do. It's at this point, it's to the point of laziness. N no offense to anyone that may do that, but like, I think it, <laughs> it was kind of offensive, I guess. <laughs> no, no, I've got a better way of describing it. If you'd let me have a crack at it. Yeah, go so, for it. Twitch streaming is a great example of this where mm -hmm. it's been the wild west for a long time. People go, you can stream video games and talk to anybody and make tons of money. And then a couple of years ago, the stats come out because someone leaks them and you find out that the top, you know, 0.5% of total streamers are actually making enough money to live on. I think yeah. that's the same with video game podcasts too. You've got your, uh, your giant yeah. bombs, you've got your IGNs, you've got your friends per seconds, you've got all these people in the 1% of the gaming industry making the entertaining bunch of people in a room talking about video games. Yeah. Everybody wants to get in on it, but the more it floods, the more that 1% stays where it is and the audience doesn't drip out because like you said, you're good friends with the people that you see on those podcasts and have been doing it for like 10 years. So right. it just becomes the top, 1% perform 99% better than the remainder. And right. I don't want to say it's lazy if only because I do appreciate new people coming into podcasting and just having a crack at it and not doing sure. all the investment yes. that, that we do 
where we want to turn it yes. into a job. Like sometimes yep. there's some relief there. But yes, uh, that is so true. I forget that all the time. You're absolutely right about that. Yes. Yeah, yeah. And it's only when you come this far that you have to pull yourself back and realize, oh, man, you don't know about plosives yet. Oh, that's such a good time. <laughs> <laughs> you won't hate yourself nearly as much until you get into that. Yeah. Yeah, I appreciate that. That's a great reminder. A great note to end on. Matthew, thank you so much. Um, everyone should go out and start a podcast and it, it should just be whatever you want it to be. And just it should be really easy. Who cares if it's quote unquote lazy? Easy is another way of framing that. And so let's just do it. Everybody well, you, go do it. You know what makes it easier? If you get in what? touch with Area Code Media and have them develop <laughs> your podcast. That's right. Yeah. AreaCodeAudio.com. Check it out. <laughs> um, but also j check out Matthew's podcast. Dead Drop Game News is a twice weekly video game news podcast that lasts under 10 minutes. You can, Guaranteed. you can listen to it. It will, I'm subscribed now and I'll tell you why it's exactly that reason is that I now know that every twice a week, I'm going to get exactly what I need to know about all the video games. Cause I do have a hard time keeping up sometime these days and I can either listen to it or read it depending on my mood. And it's great. It's very easy. So check it out. Matthew, thank you so much for joining us. Thanks so much. 